Blog Talk Radio. Cool. It was always good. Um, 
I think back in the day, that's when they did their, like, their uh, TV tapings for, like, superstars and stuff like that. And then they would tape, like, Saturday Night Main Event. Because I can't remember, yeah, I mean, I was at the show, but I don't know when they taped it for TV. I think they taped it on a Saturday. I think it was on a Saturday, but I don't think it was live. And I think they showed it the, pre- the following week. Because I think it was um, right before Christmas of 86, I was at the show, and then they aired it, like, January, like, the first Saturday of January of 87, if I vaguely remember. But, like I said, I was, like, eight years old, so. But I remember going to the show. We were sitting in the upper deck, and it was cool. And, you know, Saturday night was very uh, an untapped market for wrestling. And then, like, Saturday night main event was a kind of a cool thing. It was the days before WWE, uh, WWF, Monday Night Raw. And stuff, and really, you know, w, then, like, for WCW-wise, I remember watching WCW, NWA wrestling on Saturdays before, like, Braves baseball on, like, TBS. So we had, like, the NWA. And then finally, when WCW came out with WCW Saturday night, that was always cool. You know, they had some good matches. I always liked, I always liked the sound stage that they had in WCW for WCW Saturday night. It was just nice, though, you know, a 1,000 fans or so. And they had some good matches and some good interviews and promos and stuff like that. And um, also the Mean Gene Hotline was always great. Good way to uh, scam fans to calling into the hotline and hiding the phone bill from the kids, uh, from their parents, I should say. But uh, yeah, and like I said to this day, I said it so many times. Um, mean Gene uh, owes me like eleven dollars because he scammed me on the WCW hotline back in the day because he said. Oh, a blonde woman was seen with Ric Flair at a hotel in New York City, and, and the way he said it, it made it like he was Ric Flair was meeting up with Linda McMahon. So I said, "Oh, you know what? I gotta call the Holland. I gotta find out what's going on. Is Ric Flair coming back to the WWF?" No, it was uh, Ric Flair meeting up with Missy Hyatt, and uh, basically there we go. But no, WCW Saturday was great, and then when the NWO showed up in '96, it was fun when they had those skits they were showing like. NWO Saturday night, and they had the empty arena with the fake crowd noise, and Paul and Nash were fighting a bunch of jobbers and stuff. So I always thought it was kind of interesting. And uh, they always had some good matches, good builds to the pay-per-views. I always liked, I always liked the WCW ones. Um, Saturday night, the ones they had right before the pay-per-views, it was kind of good, like a good final build and stuff. And they had a cool intro. I used to like the. Uh, WCW Saturday night intro with the robot and this and that and the machines making the the wrestler and shit like that and dun 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 so it was cool and you know like I said the Saturday night main event was cool for WWF and even Saturday mornings for um, WWF superstars was always good they always had it basically they really didn't have any great matches on superstars it was basically like the main talents wrestling jobbers and stuff. But they always had good promos and good uh, interview things to build up a pay-per-view. I, you know, I remember, like, back in 93 when they were building up Razor Ramon versus Bret Hart, you know, Bret Hart coming out, and then all of a sudden, you know, Razor Ramon, inter- you know, interrupts on the, the big the little jumbo screen that they had by the entrance and interrupting him and his whole promo for the build for the Royal Rumble and stuff. And then we had, like, you know, we had uh, Jake the Snake's pit and stuff like that, and um, other stuff, so it was great. Saturdays was great, you know. They had the cartoons, and then you had wrestling, and then like at night you had like NWA wrestling or WCW Saturday Night, and then uh, you know Saturday Night Main Event, 
and also basically in the 90s too, uh, WWF tried to get a little edgy and had Shotgun Saturday night. So and that was kind of interesting too because they had some decent kind of matches and stuff, and it was cool. It was a nice little atmosphere, a little bar setting and stuff like that. You see the guys getting out of the subway to get to the bar to fight. So I thought I thought uh, Shotgun Saturday Night was kind of cool for the WWF uh, back in the day. Um, but yeah, I mean, with now there's talks that AEW is going to start running house shows on certain days. It'll probably be a Saturday, Friday or a Saturday, I would say too. So they they might be running shows maybe if they're doing a live uh, rampage, so they'll do the show there, and then uh, you know whatever. But um. As I was telling Chris, I usually we call and talk about wrestling all the time off the air and stuff. I said the only way these AEW shows are going to work on Saturday night, you got to make it interesting. You got to have good match. You got to have good, you know, a good card and stuff to get the fans to go. But you have to have title changes too. Once in a while, you need surprises on these house shows because if you get like a title change on a Saturday show, just a non-TV taping. And then all of a sudden you're like, what the hell, a new champion. And, you, you know, you get the fans going in on it online, internet, looking around, we'll see what happened on a Sunday. And then they're going to definitely tune in to Dynamite on Wednesday to find out what happened at the house show. Um, if, you, if you do stuff like that or if you bring in, like, certain guys from, like, an ROH or an Impact to these shows on a Saturday, it, it draws interest. And I think, I think that's what Tony Khan needs to do. You don't have to have title teams all the time. But if you have surprises, you know, some guy – shows up or some woman shows up to challenge somebody, you know, as a surprise on these house shows and uh, make the match quality pretty decent and stuff. So, but like I always say uh, before, like especially with WWF, WCW back in the day, if you see a camera crew there at a regular house taping or something like that or a house show, you know something big's going to happen that night, title change or a debut or somebody's going to show up. So um, Saturday night's still an untapped market. I think it would be cool if AEW could do maybe a special once in a while on a Saturday. I know they're doing, like, their pay-per-views a lot, sometimes on a Saturday or a Sunday, which is cool. Uh, WWF's doing pay-per-views on a Saturday, which is good, too, because you got Sunday to rest and stuff like that. A lot of times, you know, you have these pay-per-views and shows on Sundays, and people got to go to work. So, you know, especially AEW, they run past, like, midnight. I mean, I don't care. I don't work on Mondays. It doesn't affect me, but it affects other people, you know, because you got to get up early. You got to the kids get up early and go to school and shit like that, and they're not getting their full rest. So, uh, but no, I always loved wrestling on Saturday nights. It'd be cool if they could do a company could do a show on a Saturday night or even an afternoon show. Maybe if like Tony Khan can do something with Ring of Honor in the future, maybe do like Saturday shows or something like that in the future, a streaming network or on YouTube. I think it would be kind of interesting if some company taps into that market. I think if if I had to choose, I would probably think it would be um, AEW would do something, or like I said, with Ring of Honor, a Saturday show, which would be kind of cool. As for WWE, having the pay-per-views or whatever special events, as they call it, or premium events on Saturdays is good, is good for now. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I said, it was fun back in the day, you know. So like I said, superstars, you know, you didn't have you didn't have the great matches, you know. You had, usually you had Razor Ramon versus Joe Blow, and so and so against you know the Rockers against another Jabroni team. But once in a while you'll have a a good match. But basically, a superstars to me was just basically a show to build the pay per views and 
I like like the interview segments. I miss the um, back in the day when they used to have the face-to-face things where, like, Razor would show up against, like, Doug the Clown or something like that, side-by-side talking to each other, talking smack. And they used to always promote, like, coming house shows, which was kind of cool. WCW used to do that, too. NWA used to do that, too. Um, They would have these little promo things and, like, oh, we're coming to, like, Atlanta, you know, next Sunday at 2 o'clock. And then they have, like, the card, and they'll have, like, these little promo things. So it, it was great. It was great. And like I said, Shotgun Saturday Night for WWF was a, a very interesting show. Um, ECW would have been great. Shoot, man. You know, if ECW did a show on a Saturday. They always broadcast. I can't remember when I used to watch ECW TV. It was on MSG Network. I think it was either Friday night, late into Friday night into Saturday morning. Or it was a Saturday and a Sunday. I think it was, I think it was like Friday night into Saturday. So basically, it was like Saturday, like 2 a.m. And I didn't ever stay up, but what I would do is put a tape in the VCR around midnight and just record it, and then like do like a six-hour play because you can run the speed so slow that you can tape like six hours. So I would watch the ECW episode on a Sunday, watch it. Sometimes I woke up and did watch it. You know, sometimes I'll wake up or set an alarm or something to watch ECW because like. ECW was freaking great back in the day. But, um, yeah, so we'll see what Tony Khan does with this uh, Saturday night shows, these house shows. But like I said, the only way you're going to work, you got to have surprises. you got to have somebody show up once in a while from another company, an ROH coming in or a TNA or something like that, or have a title change here and there. If they do that, I think I think they'll be okay. As for, like I said, a future show, I don't see WWE doing a show ever on a Saturday besides their pay-per-views, but um, definitely Ring of Honor. There's always an opening for Ring of Honor to do, like, their pay-per-views on a Saturday, maybe even have a TV show, you know, do something, like a YouTube show or something in the future on a Saturday. You know, even if, like, um, it's not live, but, like, pre-taped or whatever, like, the premiere will show up on YouTube on, like, 2 o'clock on a Saturday, which is, it would be pretty cool. And like I said, like WCW, WCW Saturday night was fun. I mean, I, like I said, I used to love tuning in like 6.05 on the Superstation. And then right after WCW was always like Braves baseball. And those were like the low years for the Braves because they sucked back in the like early 90s and stuff like that, 89, 90, shit like that. And then they started going into the World Series and shit like that. But no, nah, it was cool. And then, you know, like I said, Mean Gene with the scam hotline promoting. So it was good. Back in the, I do miss, you know, the old wrestling shows on Saturday. I wish WWF would bring back Saturday Night Main Event. You know, once or twice a year would be kind of cool. You know, it would be kind of cool if they do it live or, like, they tape it on a Friday to air it on a Saturday. That's kind of cool. Maybe after SmackDown goes off the air, they can tape, like, Saturday Night Main Event and show it on uh, Saturday the following night. So it would be kind of cool if WWF can do that. You know, once or twice a year would be kind of cool, especially if they're going to do, like, a pay-per-view on a Sunday. It's a good final build for a company to do that. So we'll just have to see what happens in the future. All right, guys, that's basically it. Basically, just uh, look back at wrestling on Saturday nights. Um, tune in to the Wrestling uh, Roundtable on Tuesdays and Fridays at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll be on the show with Sandman, Chris, and the other guys will be on there talking about wrestling. And since it's Black History Month, We'll be talking about a different black wrestler from WCW or WWE, WWF, 
uh, back in the day who had a big influence. I suggested we should do Mark Henry, but I guess he's trying to do a poll, and whoever gets the most votes uh, is the one we're going to be talking about. Um, yeah, I definitely want to talk about Mark Henry. Holy crap. The dude got scammed. He got jobbed out of the world title. To this day, he should have won the world title, especially after cutting that retirement promo back in the day, and then, you know, Cena ended up beating him and stuff. I mean, whatever. Whatever. I mean, I don't know. I don't know shit about wrestling, but I thought it was a mistake. They should have gave him the belt for a month or two or something, especially after cutting that promo where he, you know, faked his retirement and then basically laid out Cena. I mean, I remember watching that promo, too, with Mark Henry, and I was like, nah, man, this guy can't be retiring. Can't. And then when I see Cena hanging around ringside, I'm like, okay, something's going on here. And then as soon as Cena came in the ring, I said, oh, that's it. He's going to fucking lay out Cena, and that's what he did. And um, right there I said, you know what, that was a great promo. He's crying. You know, baby, I'm coming home and all this other stuff. And he lays out Cena. I got plenty left in the tank. You know, Mark Henry and – they didn't give him the world title. There's so many mistakes WWF have done or WWE has done in the past, and that was one of them. You know, Mark Henry should have had the title. Um, I always talk about CM Punk streak. The Rock should have ended his streak at the Royal Rumble. It should have been Punk versus Taker, streak versus streak at WrestleMania. But no, WWF dropped the ball on that one. Uh, the summer of Punk, they dropped the ball on that one. That would have been great TV. I mean, that's, that's the thing that pisses me off the most. You got CM Punk basically winning the title at Money in the Bank. He takes off with the title. How great would it have been to see CM Punk going to house shows and indies, putting up the WWF, WWF, WWE title on the line against all these guys, like indie guys and stuff like that. And then you got wait, Vince McMahon getting pissed. You know what? We're going to send Ziggler over there. So Ziggler, like, one week shows up at an indie show fighting Punk to try to get the title. And then maybe, like, you know what, fuck, we'll get a Rey Mysterio. And you do it for, like, two or three months, having them, you know, you have these, like, these short matches taped and they show it on Raw or SmackDown or whatever, you know, the chasing after the title. And then finally you have, like, maybe a month or two cool up here. Then CM Punk comes back. And then you do, you know, Punk versus whoever, Cena or whatever. You know, but they just, they just rush in and drop the ball. There's so many times. WWE has dropped the ball, and they, they, did, they dropped the ball. They dropped the ball on Punk. They dropped the ball on Mark Henry. It's, it's like, and now currently you look at it, you know, they always put their eggs in one basket. You know, they put all their money on one horse. We're going to put all our money on John Cena. He's going to carry us, you know, for the next five, six years, ten years, whatever. You know, but if he gets injured, oh, shit, we don't have a plan B. We don't have a plan C. You know, oh, let's do a Roman Reigns. We're going to, you know, do the same thing. That's one thing that AEW is different from WWE because if a punk gets injured, what are you going to do? Wait a minute. We got backup. You know, we got MJF. We got Jericho. We got Kenny Omega. You know, they got a plan B, a plan C, just in case somebody gets hurt. And that's what you need. You can't put all your chips in one basket. You know, you got to spread it out. You know, you got to spread out. It's like Ben at a horse race. You know, you're like, yeah, you want to put your money on the favorite horse, but you know what? How about this long shot? It's 10 to 1. You know, how about this horse? He's been running good the last five, six races. Let's put some money on him. You know, you got to spread it out. But, you know, hopefully, like, with Triple H running things, things get better. I always said, you know, the way you look at the way Triple H ran NXT, the black and gold, the future looks bright for WWE. I mean, NXT black and gold was so great. 
that guys and girls wanted to stay in NXT. They didn't want to get promoted because promotion to the main roster was basically a demotion. So, uh, yeah, anyways, we'll just have to wait and see what happens in the future. But All right, everyone out there, take care. This has been Nate for Inside Wrestling, and uh, well, we'll see. Maybe I'll do a show next week. Just have to tune in. I want to thank everyone that listened. I mean, I was in shock. I said, holy crap, I haven't done a show in a year. Let me see. Like the last episode I did was last year, had 1,400 listens. And then they have like the little map where like most of your listens are. Majority of my listens are from Cambodia. I don't know. We got a military base out there? I don't know. But whatever, I'll take it. I don't give a shit. Where are you from? Germany, Italy, Cambodia, Canada, United States. Thanks for tuning in and listening to the show. But everyone out there, take care. Have a nice week. And uh, I'll talk to you in the future. So long. This is Nate for Inside Wrestling. So long, everybody. Goodbye.